Life Audio. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. But if I do what I want to do, I'm not really the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. Hey, everyone. Welcome to How to Study the Bible. This is one of my favorite passages from Scripture in Romans 7 because it is just so relatable. It is so human. And today we're going to talk about, Lord, hear my prayer when I am disappointed in myself. Welcome to How to Study the Bible. Hey guys, we're here because the Bible has changed so many lives. So just take a second and think about if you didn't have access to a Bible or you weren't even allowed to have one. This is a reality that many around the world are facing, which is why I want to tell you about one of our partners, Crew. Crew has missionaries in almost every country and they are seeing people come to know Jesus. There's just one thing they're missing, a Bible in their own language, and that's where you come in. For only $24 a month, you can provide three people with Bibles each and every month. When you sign up to provide three Bibles with a monthly gift of $24, Crew will also provide meals to 12 hungry individuals through their humanitarian aid ministry. Plus, you'll receive a free copy of my new book, Not What I Signed Up For. Simply text STUDY to 71326 to help today. That's S-T-U-D-Y or visit give.crew.org slash study. Again, that's give.cru.org slash study. Message and data rates may apply and available to U.S. addresses only. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Hey, you guys, what a week it's been. I have really enjoyed this series. And today we are actually going to take on a listener question in the midst of this series. I've got a couple more topics up my sleeve. I'm not exactly sure how long this series is going to go. It's going to go as long as we need it to go. So I just want to invite you to be a part of this conversation where we are embracing the fullness of our humanity. We are embracing those feelings that we all have, those feelings of fear, of anger, of shame, of disappointment, of trying to kind of live with God in the midst of this real life and finding his peace and his joy, not because we're perfect, but because we're loved, loved by God, accepted by God, identified by God as his child. That is what makes this happen and work and 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 become a helpful way to engage right in our world. So we're going to be in this series. We're going to be in Romans chapter seven. I read you guys a little bit of that, but just want to give you a couple of options if you'd like 
to submit a topic for this series. One of the places that you can do that, did you know we have a Facebook group? We have a Facebook group called How to Study the Bible Podcast Community. So you can search that if you're a Facebook user and you want to join in that group. One thing I like about groups is it gives us a little bit more opportunity for discussion. So the podcast community group is a place for you to share prayer requests It's a place for you to submit topics that you'd like to hear. And occasionally, I'll come over there on video and check in with you guys because that group, which is, I believe, about 1,400 strong, is kind of our, you know, inside circle, right? Like, that's our inside community, and we want to invite you there because you guys can really shape what we study here and what we talk about. And it means a lot to me to get to engage with you in that way. So if you are on Facebook, feel free to join us over there. Just put in your search bar, How to Study the Bible podcast community, and you'll find it there. All right, let's get into Romans chapter seven together. I want to talk about this listener submission, which I really appreciated. The submission was, can you talk about how do I pray when I'm disappointed in myself? I think it's one thing to talk about being disappointed. There's a lot in life that can disappoint us. There's relationships that disappoint us. Sometimes we feel disappointed by God. Sometimes we just feel like life isn't going the way we want. But it's a no, it's a whole nother level to really engage with the idea that I disappoint myself. And the good news is we're not alone. We have the Apostle Paul who wrote this passage in Romans chapter seven. I mean, think about that. If you know a little bit about your Bible, you know that the Apostle Paul wrote most of the New Testament, most of the pastoral letters after the Gospels are written by Paul. We know about Paul that his original name was Saul. You can read about all of this in the book of Acts. And Saul was zealous for God. He was a Jewish religious leader and sort of personality who really thought he was doing right. Like he thought that he was righteous. And in that righteousness, he persecuted Christians, which means he came against them. He fought against them. He oversaw Stephen, the first martyr, the first Christian martyr, um, was stoned for his beliefs. And Saul, who would later become Paul, oversaw that. Like, And just think about the level of deception and regret that you would have for really, really believing that you were doing right, really believing that you were following God, and then having your eyes open to the fact that you were not doing any of that out of love and that you were wrong. And I don't know if you've experienced that in your life. I think a lot of us have. We've we've had ideas maybe as young people about what's right and what's wrong and what's good and what's bad. And we, we sort of get into life and oftentimes realize, wow, things are more complicated than I thought. Maybe some of these really, really firm, dogmatic concepts that I believed in, whether that was in the church world or the political world or the relationships world, you know, we we come up against real life. And sometimes we have to look back and say, wow, I was really misguided. So this guy, Saul, who has overseen a killing of Christians who really, really believed that he was doing right by God, he was interrupted in his life as he traveled from one place to another. It's called the road to Damascus, that story in Acts. And he was he was interrupted by Jesus himself. And he was blinded by this light. And he heard a voice saying, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And it was this turning point in his life where he realized that he had been completely wrong about who Jesus is, about what the scriptures say about a coming Messiah. And as he began to 
go back to the scripture because he was very educated. He's very knowledgeable of the scriptures of the Old Testament. So as he went back through that Old Testament, he actually would see and saw that Jesus truly is the Messiah, the Son of God, the one who came to save the world. And then he lives his life on mission to bring people into the grace of God. So in every respect, I tell you guys all that backstory, because in all respects, this is a guy who you would think pretty much has it together when it comes to Christianity. Like, this is a guy that you kind of expect to be the guy who's like not really sinning, you know, like he's kind of doing the right thing. But here is the reality of the Christian life. As you get closer and closer to the holiness of God, as you get closer and closer to the love of Christ, what happens is you become more and more aware of how deeply you sin. And that's a very strange thing for people because most of us think like in every other sphere of life, as you become more and more into it, you get better at it and you become more and more of an expert at it. So if you, for instance, are someone who knits, you knit and you know a basic stitch and then you get better and better at it. You do more and more complicated things. You master knitting as your hobby or or your you know vocation or your favorite thing to do. Can you tell I don't do not knit? <laughs> I couldn't think of any terms to share with you guys about knitting. But my point is, oftentimes, because of the way that we engage with so much in this world, in our Western individualistic, competitive, like, metocracy, like where we just, uh, we uh, approve of things, we achieve things in life, we often think with Christianity, it's going to be the same way, like, I'm going to get better at it. And the reality is, as you get closer to the majesty and the holiness of God, you will become more and more aware of your own sin. And we have to reckon with that. And we know that that was the case for Saul, whose name was changed to Paul. Paul says these things about the Christian life, about the spiritual life in Romans chapter seven. I'm going to reread it to you. And then we're going to do a quick flyover and talk about how we can apply this in our prayer life when we think about and feel that that reality that we feel disappointed with ourselves. So here's what he says. This is Romans chapter seven, verse 18. I'm reading to you from the New Living Translation today. And I'm going to read to you all the way into Romans chapter 8, verse 1. And I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. Anybody relate to that feeling of like, man, I set my will on being a certain way, and then I'm just not that way. Like, talk about a recipe for being disappointed in ourselves. Okay, going on, verse 20. But if I do what I don't want to do, I am not really the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. I have discovered this principle of life, that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart, but there's another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Have you felt that? Have you felt that disappointment with yourself? Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Thank God the answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. So you see how it is. In my mind, I really want to obey God's law, but because of my sinful nature, I am a slave to sin. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. I'm going to go on actually and read you one more piece that I wasn't planning on, but I want you to hear this verse because this kind of caps it off. This is going to be, I'm going to skip down to verse five in chapter eight. 
Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. Okay, so we're going to talk about what's happening here. First of all, I hope the first thing that you just feel is some comfort. If you have been disappointed in yourself, if you have thought, why do I still struggle with this thing? If you've thought to yourself, I set my mind toward doing what is right, but I still don't do it. Perhaps you have a habit or something in your life that you just return to over and over again. It may be a thought pattern. It may be an action pattern. It may be a way of being in a relationship where you just know it is not who you want to be. And you do everything you can. You clench your fists and you and you and you sort of grind your teeth and you're like, I'm going to do this right. And you fail again and again. If that is you, take heart. You are human. You are experiencing humanity. And your your heart and the spirit within you is becoming more and more sensitive toward what it actually means to live a righteous life and to live a holy life. And you fail at it. And so there has to be a way for us to engage with God into this space where we do feel disappointed in ourselves. And we do have a friend in Paul who talks exactly about this in Romans. I mean, this is in the Bible. This problem, this concept, this pattern is in the Bible. And what Paul doesn't go on to say is try harder, grit your teeth more, like clench your fists, really, like give it your all. That's what the world tells us, actually. The world tells us try harder to achieve that. Hey guys, we're here because the Bible has changed so many lives. So just take a second and think about if you didn't have access to a Bible or you weren't even allowed to have one. This is a reality that many around the world are facing, which is why I want to tell you about one of our partners, Crew. Crew has missionaries in almost every country and they are seeing people come to know Jesus. There's just one thing they're missing, a Bible in their own language, and that's where you come in. For only $24 a month, you can provide three people with Bibles each and every month. When you sign up to provide three Bibles with a monthly gift of $24, Crew will also provide meals to 12 hungry individuals through their humanitarian aid ministry. Plus, you'll receive a free copy of my new book, Not What I Signed Up For. Simply text STUDY to 71326 to help today. That's S-T-U-D-Y or visit give.crew.org slash study. Again, that's give.cru.org slash study. Message and data rates may apply and available to U.S. addresses only. But what we hear in Scripture is, thank God, the answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. And that is the answer to what do we do with being disappointed with ourselves? Well, first thing we do is that we recognize and realize that there are two warring factions in our mind. There is the flesh, which is what scripture calls sort of this power of sin in us. And there's the spirit. Once you say yes to Jesus, you are sealed in Christ. You are sealed for the day of redemption. And when you say yes to Jesus, yes, Jesus, I want you to be my Lord and Savior. You are given the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes and lives and dwells in you. But the Holy Spirit is a gentle force. The Holy Spirit is not going to take over by martial law your soul. The Holy Spirit's going to move in to what is in there. (laughs) And when the Holy Spirit moves in, it's like a light shines in to all of the spaces of your soul. I don't know if you've ever changed a light bulb in your house and you put in a really bright light bulb, like brighter than the light was before, and you turn the light on and you realize, wow, it's dirty in here. Like, 
You might see your paint isn't like either so many marks on your wall or your your baseboards need to be dusted or there's there's like accumulation of stuff in the corners and you you just didn't see it. It was dark in there and or it was darker than you you thought it was light, but it wasn't light. And then real light came into that room. And in the real light, you're like, whoa, <laughs> there's a lot of imperfection in here. This is what happens when the Holy Spirit moves into our life. When the Holy Spirit moves in, we see the real light, the real light of love, the real light of spirit, the real light of righteousness. And in that real light, we become more and more aware of all of the imperfections that are in our life. But here's the thing. As you spend time with Jesus, as you fix your eyes on Jesus Christ, our Lord, we don't fix our eyes on what is tangling us up. We don't fix our eyes on the sin. We fix our eyes on our Savior. And as you fix your eyes on Jesus, as you praise Jesus, as you worship Jesus, as you name things that are true, what is true is that there is a power within you that continues to trip you up. But what is more true is that the power of Christ has overcome that sin. In the spiritual realm, in the eternal realm, it's done. It's finished. You already have victory. But we have these skirmishes with ourselves that happen over and over again, and we feel disappointed in ourselves. And you might be saying to me, Nicole, I I understand what you're saying logically, but I struggle so much to actually believe it. And oh, my friend, so do I. I struggle so much to believe it too. But part of the spiritual journey is placing ourselves into the light of God and repeating to our soul what we know to be true. And what we know to be true is that Jesus said that if you are in Christ, there is no condemnation anymore. It is the power of sin that has us at war with our mind. The power of sin is what has us believing that we're not good enough to come to God, has us believing in our shame, has us believing in our regret, has us believing in our bitterness. But it's the power of the Spirit that brings us life and peace. And so when we spend a little bit of time like we're doing right now, and I just imagine you walking your dog or doing your dishes or driving to work, and I think about this idea, like, what if you just stopped right now and you realize who you really are and you you know better than anyone who you really are. You know your secrets. You know the places that you don't want to share with other people. You know the things that you think about. And a lot of that, like what we feel immediately is shame, right? That's what sin does. That's the power of sin. It's not just that you do the thing. It's what the thing does to you. And what the sin does to you is it makes you ashamed. And what shame makes us do is hide. And when we hide, then we're not in the healing presence of God. We turn the light off. But the gentle Holy Spirit is always patient, always there with us, and is there to shine a light into what is broken, what is what is limited, what is sinful, and to bring us the healing presence of God. Scripture tells us as far as the East is from the West is how far I, I remove your transgression from me. That's what God says about his love. His love overcomes all of these places where we can be disappointed. So the next time you feel disappointed in yourself, I want you to repeat to yourself what God says about his children who are in Christ Jesus. When Jesus was baptized, we read that in the beginning of the Gospels. It says that the Spirit said, this is my son who I love with whom I am well pleased. So I want you to hear that today. I want you to repeat that over yourself today, that when you are disappointed, when you've sinned again, when you feel ashamed, I want you to tell your soul the truth. And the truth is you, whatever your name is, you, you are my son. You are my daughter whom I love 
with whom I am well pleased. That's how God sees you when you are in Christ, no matter what, no matter how, no matter what's happened today, no matter what happens tomorrow. This is who our God is. And that is what will free you from disappointment. And that is what will give you the power to want to try again, to engage again in actually being a person of love and of righteousness and of holiness. That is the trajectory of our life. It's not about mastering this thing. It's about letting God's light shine and accepting his love and forgiveness for you. All right, everyone. I hope that was helpful to you. I hope that was encouraging to you. Come on over to the Facebook group if you want to share a prompt that you'd like for me to answer. The prompt is, Lord, hear my prayer when? Today we talked about, Lord, hear my prayer when I'm disappointed in myself. And I hope that you'll take this and apply it to the way that you engage with God each day. See you next week. How to Study the Bible with Nicole Eunice is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you like what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review the podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Hello, my name's Rachel Carmen, and I want to invite you to come over and listen to my podcast. It's called Real Refreshment. For years and years as a young mother, I chased after the wind, thinking that the world could offer me the refreshment I longed for. But it was only when I discovered it in the person of Jesus Christ that I really found refreshment. Come on over and join me as we dig into Bible study. I'll see you there.